Welcome to my canning cellar, where I don't try to tell you how to can, but rather I let you know how I can. I do lots of online research, often referring to the National Center for Home Food Preservation, which I totally respect and trust for their science and testing. I also belong to several Facebook groups. Those groups have a ton of knowledge, but it's not all knowledge that I believe in. So I read and I compare, and then I do what makes me feel the most safe in my home canning. And I hope everyone else does too. So this is season two, episode 25, using up all those green tomatoes. We again had a bumper crop of tomatoes from the garden, but most of them did not turn red. I learned from last year's mistake of picking the green ones and layering them in newspapers and putting boxes of them in the camper. Out of sight meant they all froze as soon as winter started to settle in. It was a waste that I was not happy about. So this time I picked all the green ones, and within two days of picking them, I spent a whole Saturday canning them. And when I say whole Saturday, I mean the whole Saturday. I did some as green tomato salsa, and I did some as green tomato pasta sauce. The salsa was the first thing that I canned. For equipment, I used my large food processor, a sharp serrated knife, a cutting board, a strainer, which is a very large one we used to use for straining milk into the bulk tank years ago when we were dairying. And I'll put a link to one online in the show notes just so you can see what mine looks like. Minus, I don't use the insert that we had for the milk straining pads. I use the largest pot that I have, which in my case is my mural water bath canner. Then I had a smaller strainer, a vegetable scrub brush, and I use my Presto Precise Digital Canner on the water bath cycle. I also use a canning funnel, the canning debubbler, a large sturdy wooden spoon, pot holders, a measure cup and a dish towel, and I brought down my postage scale to weigh the tomatoes. The recipe I used was adapted from online and I doubled it, so here's the ingredients that I used. 10 pounds of chopped green tomatoes, eight cups of chopped onions, two teaspoons dried red pepper flakes, eight large chopped red bell peppers, six minced garlic cloves, one cup of dried basil, one cup of lime juice, one cup of lemon juice, only because I ran out of the lime juice, one cup of apple cider vinegar, two tablespoons of salt, one tablespoon cumin, two tablespoons dried oregano leaves, four teaspoons of black pepper, and one tablespoon of white sugar. After I washed up the tomatoes, I used a serrated knife to remove the stem part and any other blemishes. Then I used my food processor to chop them up, and I didn't bother to remove the seeds or the skin. With the onions, I chopped them up as well in the food processor and the peppers, although I did remove the pepper seeds. I mixed them all in the mural pot with the lime and the lemon juice and also with the vinegar, the salt, the cumin, the oregano, the pepper, and the sugar. I let this all simmer for about 30 minutes, then I drained it all using the large strainer. Some people do not strain theirs, but I like to because I don't want to waste my space with all that liquid. So I used a smaller strainer to weigh them on the postage scale. This was before I cut them, of course. After it all drained, I used the funnel and a measure cup to fill my pint jars to one half inch headspace. I wiped the rims using a vinegar soaked lint free cloth, put on the lids, and did just a tad more than finger tighten the rings. 
which I find makes them seal better for some reason using this canner. For my elevation, I had to water bath them for 20 minutes. You can find your altitude if you have an iPhone because the iPhone has a built-in compass. So I used the jar lifter to remove them after letting them sit with a canna cover off for about five minutes just to help the contents settle down. It kind of keeps them from spitting out at you. And then I put them on a dish towel cover table. I always say the dish towel is to help avoid shocking the jars when they're put on a cooler surface. The original recipe said I would get eight pints, but even doubling it, probably because I strained it, I only got nine pints. So I have nine pints of a nice thick salsa. The digital canner only holds eight pints, so the ninth pint of salsa went in with seven pints of green tomato pasta sauce, even though I was pressure canning the sauce per the instructions from the National Center for Home Food Preservation, so I knew this wouldn't hurt the salsa. For the pasta sauce, I used the same equipment I used earlier, only this time I did not chop the tomatoes first. I thought I could save some time by just washing and removing the blemishes from the tomatoes and toss them in the pot with a couple cups of water to cover the bottom. So my goal was just to let them simmer down into mush. It took a lot longer than I thought it would to do that because the green ones don't seem to cook down as quickly as the ripe ones. It really makes sense because the ripe ones are a lot softer. I did have a handful of red ones left over, so I tossed them in as well. The recipe slash instructions were from the National Center for Home Food Preservation, and I will link to it in the show notes. It is the spaghetti sauce without meat, but I left out the mushrooms. So what I used were 30 pounds of tomatoes, and yes, I did measure them out. Well, I used my postage scale. And then I added a cup of chopped onions. I didn't have the five cloves of garlic mint, so I looked up the equivalent of dried garlic powder, and I used that. I added one cup of chopped green pepper, four and a half teaspoons of salt, two tablespoons oregano, four tablespoons minced parsley, two teaspoons of black pepper, and a quarter cup of brown sugar. I didn't cook the peppers and the onions with the garlic powder before I added to the sauce. Now this took a long time because instead of using the food processor for the tomatoes, like I said, I just rinsed the tomatoes and I removed the blemishes and then I cut them in half or in quarters depending on their size and I did not remove the seeds. The pot was very full and it was really hard for me to stir them with the wooden spoon, which I did try to do every 10 or 15 minutes to avoid scorching. About half an hour later though, after working that wooden spoon through the mixture, which was really hard to do because it was really a solid mass I had in there, I dumped the whole pot full into my huge strainer and then I realized I had scorched some of the mixture. I tasted the tomatoes in several different spots and I couldn't taste any burnt ones. So I scrubbed my pot clean and I dumped the tomatoes back in. Using my handheld immersion blender, I broke up all the larger pieces of tomatoes. I really do not recommend using the immersion blender because it just took too long and it was too hard. I definitely wish I'd had something different. I did briefly think about putting it in the food processor but I really didn't think it would be too smart, not only time-wise, but because I really didn't know if the hot mixture would do any kind of blowback on me. 
So I just added the rest of the ingredients and after the mixture was very hot again all the way through, I used the funnel to fill the jars, I debubbled them, I wiped the rims again with a vinegar soaked lint free cloth and I put on the rings, again a little bit more than finger tight. These were pressure canned in pint jars for 20 minutes. Now this recipe said I'd get 9 pints, but I actually got 15 pints. I can't even explain that kind of science or that kind of math. Even though I thought I had really packed down the sauce pretty well, four of the jars had settled to about 2 inches of headspace after processing. The recipe said 1 inch headspace. So those four jars will be used up first and fairly soon. As too much headspace doesn't always allow for the jars to seal properly, because there may not be enough processing time to drive all the air out of the jar. And I got this information from the same place where I got the recipe. So after seeing I'd scorched the pot, I did look up how to fix scorched sauce. Several places said to add peanut butter. I figured if the sauce tasted burnt when I went to use it, then I would add the peanut butter and add some Thai curry powder and I'd rename the whole thing. I did that decades ago when it was my turn to bring dessert to a child-parent meeting and I thought this would be the perfect time to try a recipe I'd never done before, which was a jello poke cake, which were pretty popular back then. It was baking a cake, then poking holes in it with a handle of a wooden spoon, and then you pour hot liquid jello into it. It was a super fail because it reduced my cake to pieces, but I went to a village store and I bought a can of cherry pie filling and a canister of whipped cream layered the whole mess together and I called it a trifle. No one was the wiser, except the people I tell the story to at least once a year. As an FYI, the salsa and the sauce drained out a lot of little pieces of tomatoes, so be sure to have a really good strainer in your sink or you may have a mess in your drain. Thank you again for visiting my canning cellar. Talk soon. Stay safe.